0: At the end of the day, what you find out is through that engagement, through that interaction, you, you probably get more back than than you gave because you meet uh, interesting people.
1: Hi, this is Rob Payne with RSVP Northern Virginia, and welcome to our newest RSVP podcast. Today, we have the pleasure of speaking with Michael McLaughlin, who is an RSVP volunteer. Uh, he volunteers for the Shepherd Center of Burke Fairfax, and he also has an interesting position with the Northern Virginia Senior Olympics Board. Of course, the Olympics just started registration for 2019. And we'll talk a little bit about that as well as some of, other, uh, some of Mike's other uh, volunteer adventures. Mike, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, uh, Rob. Mike, tell us a little bit about how you made the transition. A lot of people, when they retire or they're thinking about retiring, they're not quite sure what they're going to do with all that free time. And it sounds like you made a pretty deliberate, deliberate decision that that wasn't going to happen to you. How did you make the transition from, from, a, from a long career in IT and tech
0: into uh, what I call uh, volunteer world? Right. So, so the natural thing, Rob, for a lot of people is to sit around the house watching TV. And uh, I, I decided that was not going to be the direction I wanted to take uh, in, in retirement. Uh, I'm an avid golfer, but having said that, you can't play golf seven days a week. So you're, you're hit with this thing, okay, how do I stay active, uh, engage with people, and, uh, and do something that uh, one would consider productive? And through a family friend, uh, I found out about RSVP, uh, made a phone call, uh, turned out that I had a conversation with uh, Carly hubicki who provided a range of different uh, volunteer opportunities for seniors, and uh, after understanding my background, she pointed to one that needed, uh, an opportunity that needed filling, and uh, that was with the Northern Virginia Senior Olympics. They were looking for somebody to do fundraising for the patron program. The patron program is essentially a program uh, that provides funding for uh, printed collateral in support of the games, uh, whether it's brochures or flyers uh, or other material that is used as handouts. Uh, raising funds for the NBSO helps defray some of the cost to put on the games. So she asked me to look into it, and while I wasn't sure, I wanted to go back into sales, which essentially uh, the fundraising aspect for the patron program uh, is a sales uh, effort to, to meet and engage with uh, entities such as healthcare facilities uh, and encourage them to support that program and give us $500 or $1,000 to support its efforts. So uh, I finally said, "Let's uh, let's try this out, see what it's like." And, uh, and uh, over the last year and a half, uh, I've had a very interesting time in engaging with that community and serving on the NVSO board.
1: And this is your second season as the fundraising chairman, and it's been quite successful. You've gotten some really good response from, as you said, some of the local senior centers, local companies that support seniors.
0: Uh, right, Rob. So one of the, my, my first objective in doing this job was to go out and, uh, and try and uh, double the amount of money that we had made from the patron program and bring in uh, a lot uh, more new patrons uh, uh, into that program while making while ensuring that we kept the current patrons on board in support of the program. So the first year was, uh, was very gratifying. Uh, we nearly doubled the amount of money that we brought in for the program. Uh, we brought in a number of new entities, uh, particularly from the healthcare world, uh, and a few uh, organizations such as Wegmans, who uh, was a new patron, and we uh, expect that they will continue, you know, with this program uh, through the coming years. Uh, this year again, we have found about a half dozen new. Patrons to uh, to add to the NVSO uh, when people find out about what the NVSO does and the fact that it's been around for you know nearly 37, I like think 38 years, uh, they're excited because they see uh, the, the mission of the NVSO mind, body, and spirit, bringing people together in athletic endeavors, competition, and fellowship as the kind of thing they want to support. And they see that audience as potentially people who someday may want or need to, uh, to take ad- uh, advantage of the services they provide. So uh, through the course of this uh, effort, I've had the opportunity to visit virtually all of our patrons, patron program members and all of the physical locations where they operate, meet these people face-to-face, and cause them to uh, believe in the people who, who work with the NVSO as volunteers and uh, and who work to support those these programs as the kind of people that uh, that they want to donate to so it's been a great experience and you do such a
1: fantastic job of articulating the mission of the NVSO, which is perhaps one of the reasons you're so successful but I know you've told me in full disclosure here, Mike, uh, Mike and I sit on the same board. So, so I've, I've known Mike for a couple of years. And by the same uh, token along those lines, a lot or most or if not all of, of these sponsors are thrilled to be involved with such a, a great uh, product, great organization such as the NVSO. Yeah, Would you?
0: Yeah, I, I think uh, when, uh, when they learn about the NVSO, the the number of seniors that participate, uh, the the counties, the geography from which participants uh, uh, are involved in the games, uh, and the the mission of the NVSO they say right away these are the kinds of organizations and the kinds of events that we want to we want to participate in as patrons. We want to support these programs, and we also want the people, for instance, who live in our healthcare facilities, we want them to know that we're doing this. And we want them to know that these games exist because many of them are participants. So it, it, it tends to be a, a win, win, win. It's a win for the NVSO because we raise funds to help defray the costs. It's a win for our patrons who get exposure on our website and in all the uh, printed collateral. And it's a win for for these healthcare facilities who are our patrons, um, and, and the people who live in these facilities, who get the opportunity to participate in the games, and uh, and get uh, a, a lot out of that participation beyond just the athletic competition itself. And some of the events actually take place at at the sponsor's facility, yeah. don't yeah. they? So, it, it is a, a huge and gratifying opportunity, and we find that a lot of these entities actually bus people to events, so they are fully engaged in making sure that if transportation issues arise, uh, they enable people to participate in these events and ensure that they have transportation as well.
1: And, and tell us a little bit about opening day because I know on opening day you'll see several of these sponsors, uh, these patrons. I'm sorry,
0: with tables at the opening okay. day on September 14th down in Arlington. Right. So, so one of the big things uh, around the games is, as you mentioned, opening day, and one of our objectives in supporting the patron program is to give patrons the opportunity to participate in the opening games uh, during the games we, uh, we make mention of all of our patrons in the opening speech uh, the patrons themselves get to have a table where they can provide information about the products and services they provide so that they get exposure and people can pick up literature uh, about that organization and, uh, and then in, in many cases, a lot of them bring uh, handouts to do advertising with. We had a, uh, one of our patrons, uh, Heatherwood, which is a retirement home in Burke, gave out these magnificent umbrellas. Some of them handed out water bottles. So uh, there was a keen interest on the part of a lot of the patrons to be visible uh, at the opening ceremonies, and uh, we hope uh, going forward that this year that'll be a big success on opening uh, the opening of the games, and uh, and that we can enable the um, the, the patrons themselves to uh, to get further exposure to that community that essentially are their customers. And you
1: mentioned earlier about your love of golf, and I also <laughs> wanted to mention that we, we before we started taping here, you you have there's a new location for the Northern Virginia Senior Olympics golf right. tournament this year.
0: The the NBSO uh, puts on a golf tournament as part of the games each year, and um, uh, the person that had handled the tournament uh, last year had left, and there was nobody on the board who. Uh, who really was uh, a golfer who had, uh, you know, much uh, uh, information about places uh, where we, we might contract with to put on a golf tournament. And so uh, I said I would make a few phone calls uh, around the golf courses since I uh, am an avid golfer. I belong to a golf club. And uh, essentially what happened was uh, I was volunteered to do this. <laughs> and so I said, well, okay, uh, let, let's see if we can put this together. And I made about, uh, about 14 calls, put together some cost information, and at the end of the day, we settled on uh, Chantilly National Golf and Country Club uh, as a venue. The golf course is very nice. The location uh, meets our needs in terms of being centrally located for people who live farther out in counties like Loudoun or Prince William, and also not too far out for people who live in Arlington.
1: And where are they located? So they're
0: located um, in Chantilly, uh, just off Route 28, uh, Braddock Road Extended. Um, Chantilly is celebrating its 60th anniversary uh, as a private golf club. So they've been... Uh, been uh, in business since literally 1959, oh, that's a long time. And the club has gone through uh, tremendous renovation. Uh, it's a beautiful, traditional, old huh. uh, golf course. That and uh, club does uh, a, a lot in support of tournaments that choose uh, their club as a venue, and uh, we have developed a very nice working relationship. Uh, The tournament will take place on the 23rd of September. So we're we're excited uh, about the tournament. We hope to get, uh, uh, we hope to double the size of the outing last year. Last year, we we kind of were hurt uh, largely because of the tremendous uh, poor weather that we had, heavy rains constantly throughout the summer, which made for a bad golf year. For $15, you can enter like 60-something
1: sports, the only sports that... Uh, require additional pay would be golf, orienteering, 10-pin bowling, bowling, and cycling. But even there, the price is still pretty good for the golf, wouldn't you say, considering you get...
0: Yeah, so what what are golfers uh, going to get out of this is the opportunity to play at a, a private club, a place that they normally would not have access to, Uh, They get access to amenities such as a a very nice uh, practice range. Uh, There will be a a very nice lunch that will be provided in connection with the tournament after the round of golf. And the club has donated um, dinner for two and a round of golf for two uh, in connection with a longest drive and closest to the pin. Which will be an adjunct to the overall objective, and that is winning the golf tournament and winning uh, a gold, silver, or bronze medal. I don't even
1: play golf, and that sounds good <laughs> to me. So that's 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 really great. And 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 you know, the Olympics is also wonderful because no matter what physical level you're at there's something for everybody i mean on the extreme we have a 5k out in a twilight 5k out in Ruston, but on the other hand uh some of our our, our big sports are our car games bridge duplicate bridge last year we had a 101 year old uh, uh woman win when duplicate gold and duplicate bridge so no matter what you're where you are you know, in your physical ability, there's something for you, and, and we're really unique in that way. They're not there are Olympics all over the country, there's a state Olympics, there's a national Olympics, I think, every one or two years, but not too many of them really have the inclusive factor. Would you say that's
0: yeah? I, I think one of the things that I do in the course of, of meeting with uh, potential uh, patrons is uh, I provide a uh, a PowerPoint slide that was done uh, I think a year or two ago that shows a grid of participation uh, around gender and age groups and one of the things that people who are are looking at this informational and uh, presenting it to them, one of the quickest things they pick up on is the fact that we have quite a few uh, participants uh, over 80, quite a few in the uh, 90s, and we actually had I think two, three, four participants uh, two years ago that were over 100 years uh, of age, mm. and that that really resonates with people who are, are looking to uh, to provide support for these kinds of charitable efforts. Although the games really aren't a charity, uh, but. But they, they view their participation as something that they want to do as people who live in the community, support the community, and provide funding for, uh, for different kinds of events, charitable or otherwise. And when they begin to see the breakdown and, and the size of, the, uh, of that audience of participants and the age groups, uh, I, I think they're pretty impressed with what the NVSO does.
1: It really it, it is impressive. And uh, the NVSO is, is uh, uh, run by a volunteer board with some staff, people from some of the counties and cities, as we mentioned earlier. If you're interested in becoming part of that board, uh, you can visit www.nvso.us. Actually, if you can do almost anything on that website, uh, one of our another one of our RSVP volunteers who joined us about uh, nine months ago, Lydia Patrick, and a gentleman named Bob Bowie uh, have totally redesigned the website uh, with photos from our RSVP volunteer photographers, uh, and it's in, the website is really amazing. And there's a, there's a lot of information. There's a lot of history. And and most importantly for right now, there's a sign-up page. Uh, right, if you go to the front page, you just p- push register. And also, if you're again talking about inclusive, we don't. There's some folks out there that might be by themselves and like I can't play these games because I have no one to be on a team with. There's actually a function on the site where you can uh, put your name out there and 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 mm-hmm. they can find someone else for you to be partnered with, whether it be Double Tennis or whichever. So there's no reason that you can't be, uh, you can't come out to these games. It's much like volunteering with RSVP. Uh, you know, it's all about, I, I think, the social and, 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 and you're doing some very important things keeping healthy, but at the same time. It's it's social and it's friendly and it's it's just a happy event. And at the end of the day, uh, even when people win and people do lose, uh, but you never see people really bickering or saying, "Oh darn, I lost." It's all they all come together and sometimes hug each other, and it's really a nice event. So uh, we, we can't say enough times. And the registration period ends August thirty first. For online and for those of you who might want a paper registration uh, the paper registrations will be available at most senior rec and senior centers and rec centers throughout the Northern Virginia area and if you cannot get one that way you can uh, go to the website and download one or or there's also an email on the website that you can email and we'll send you one so um, there's no reason not to do this but again you have to you have to register by August 31st because we do not do on-site registrations and I think as Mike may have mentioned earlier every event every different even the age level for an event, uh, there's a silver, a gold medal, a silver medal, and a bronze medal, and we give them out. And they're very nice medals. So I think you, you would enjoy it. You also uh, volunteer with another RSVP partner, the Shepherd Center of fairfax Burke.
0: That that happened kind of coincidentally. I, I was looking around the area at, at uh, different health communities as Candidates uh, for uh, doing meetings to see if we could get them interested in being patrons, and uh, uh, and I went into a community over on uh, Ollie Lane in Fairfax, and happened to walk into the Shepherd Center <laughs> and uh, and started talking to them uh, about the patron program for the NVSO. and they said uh, they stopped me before I could get too far into it. And They said actually, what we do here is uh, is in some ways, similar to what you're doing, it's a volunteer program to uh, provide uh, rides and drivers for senior citizens who uh, have needs, who have no longer, no longer have transportation. And they said, Would, are, are, are you interested in being a driver? And uh, I, I thought about it for about five seconds. and I said, sure, why not? And so they, they asked me to fill out uh, an application. I met with a gentleman from the Shepherd Center, and uh, that got me started uh, on uh, driving uh, seniors around for these appointments, doctors and shopping trips that they otherwise might have to pay significant fees. And so uh, just a, a little side story that I tell people all the time about that experience. I, I met a lady who lives uh, literally about three minutes from uh, the George Mason University campus. And I went to pick her up, charming uh, uh, elderly lady. She got in the car and it took her about 45 seconds to tell me that she was 100 years old. Good Lord. She She is living in her home, managing for herself at 100 years of age, she has uh, she had a walker, but she was um, extremely mobile. I took her to uh, a medical appointment. She told me uh, her life story in the next 20 minutes. And, uh, and she was so engaging. And I thought, you know, h- how many of us would, would give an awful lot to be that self-sufficient at 100 years of age? And it's, it's a story that's stayed with me through the entire experience so it's it's amazing what you find out in the course of, of doing volunteer work that uh, and you meet people that you simply otherwise would never come across and uh, it's the kind of story that caused you to to want to continue doing that kind of work so that's been that, gratifying that's an amazing story I think most important part of it other than just satisfying the need to to get from point A to point B and then, and then back home is, is engaging with other people. And, uh, clearly, you know, these people have, have very interesting lives and they, they don't get enough conversation in their lives. And, uh, and so the opportunity to, uh, to engage them and learn a little bit more about them and, and for them to be able to have somebody else to talk to and, uh, Share a little bit about what's important to them uh, and their lives is uh, is useful not only for them but in this case uh, for me as somebody who is uh, who is volunteering uh, in that process. So I, I look at it less about you know about work and and volunteer and and more about um, uh, being around more people and learning more about people and and having the opportunity to to have an interesting, uh, albeit brief, conversation with them. What's the most important thing to you about being a, a, a retired senior volunteer? Sitting at home is not a good thing. Being out and in, in engaged in, in uh, athletics or, uh, or or interaction with other people is uh, important for all of us. We don't have enough of that in our lives. And, uh, and being uh, a volunteer gives you the opportunity to, uh, to, to do those kinds of things, to be engaged, to be active, uh, and to meet uh, new people and have new experiences uh, well beyond your
1: career. That's excellent. And thank you again for everything you do. We also appreciate your time today and sort of helping us spread the word. For those of you listening, uh, if you're listening before July 16th, 2019, uh, we will be having another RSVP uh, info session seminar on, on the best practices for volunteering as a retired person or a senior. Uh, July 16th at the uh, American Red Cross National Capital Region Building in, in Fairfax. It's actually closer to Maryfield, but that'll be at 10.30 a.m. And uh, you can either call 703-403-5360 to register, or you can go to our website at www.rsvpnova.org, and you'll see the, the date listed right at the top of the site. You click on it, and there's a sign-in form. And it lasts about an hour. And then after that uh, event, you'll get a tour of the, the Red Cross facilities. It's They do a lot of neat things over there and you get to meet some of the folks who work at the Red Cross and what some of their volunteer needs are so we're really excited about that so uh, for those of you listening if you know somebody have a friend bring them on over Uh, it's only an hour and it'll be a great event and again for the Olympics we hope to see everybody at the Olympics this year Uh, last year was was great we want to make this year even better we've got some great new sports including line dancing and jigsaw puzzle and that's something that has to be seen to be believed but again it's it's we have a variety of different sports and we're really excited about that so again you have until august 31st to sign up online and all paper registrations must be postmarked by august 24th so uh, either way we hope you register for fifteen dollars you cannot beat the price So thanks again, Mike. It's really been a pleasure to talk with you today. Thanks for your time, Rob. It's a pleasure. Thank you. And until next time, this is Rob Payne for RSVP Northern Virginia. Thanks for all your great work, and we'll talk to you soon.